Can't see. Uh, all right, much better. Hey, Tom. <laughs> uh, my name is David, and uh, this is my wife, Carol. And, you know, I thought I would never say, but squeaky see, see in a place to be. I forget all the other stuff that he had. No ifs, no buts, no maybe. There it is right there. <laughs> but, but what a delight it is for us to be able to share with you our thoughts uh, for communion. You know, as a believer, communion is a lifestyle. It's our connection to God through the flesh and blood of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. This is a way for us to remember what his sacrifice, Jesus' sacrifice was, dying on the cross, did for us all. So that we could have an opportunity to truly know God, understand God, and have our lives change forever. In May of 1994, I decided to give my life fully over to Jesus after understanding what his death actually did for me as an individual. And I had to separate me from others because that was what was holding me back from fully understanding or really even trying to get it, really trying to get what Jesus did for me. I always looked at it as, well, this is what he did for all of us. But once I personalized things, it became a lot more clearer. So I just felt like I had no choice but to make it clear if I really want to understand it. I'm not sure if you guys remember this. Um, some of you guys may. Uh, but Schindler's List is a 1993 film about the Holocaust based on a true story. It involves Oscar Schindler. He was a member of the Nazi party who was a womanizer and a war profiteer. But he saw what was happening to the Polish Jews and he began spending his own money to rescue them. He ended up saving, uh, he ended up saving the lives of 1,100 Jews. At the end of the movie, there was a scene where the 1,100 Jewish survivors are expressing their deep, heartfelt thanks to Schindler for his sacrifice. In a very emotional manner, they gave him a ring with the inscription, whoever saves a life saves the world entire. Can you imagine the emotions Schindler must have felt by those 1,100 people and, the, and just their thousands of descendants, how they all felt about what he did for them? If you guys could, First uh, Corinthians 11, if you want to turn there. Very short passage. Uh, chapter 11, verse 24. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, this is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Hello, everybody. Um, you know, I always have appreciated times of communion because I always look at it as like a family time. We have such an incredible family. And for anybody that's here visiting, you guys, it's not happenstance that you're here. God brought you here for a reason, and I just really pray that you really give your hearts to the fellowship, getting to know people in the fellowship. Um, but communion is a really special time. Um, I love communion lessons that are more of a teaching opportunity and an opportunity for us to really, really connect. And I really like what David said by truly having a relationship with God. Um, I like the thought of that, but I, I do remember a time where I would come into communion lessons being completely conflicted because what I would do is 
I would sit there, I would listen to whatever the lesson is, I would listen to whatever the scripture was, and then my heart would start looking back, looking back to whatever my week looked like. So early on as a Christian, one of the greatest challenges I had of being a Christian is I I couldn't figure out how this new born-again spirit-driven person, I was individualizing it, was supposed to live in a world that was so counterintuitive. I, I just felt like it didn't, it didn't add up. Am I really supposed to survive from this point to death, feeling conflicted, feeling like I wasn't really measuring up? One of the things that I realized I was doing was I was compartmentalizing my life. I was separating the worldly, secular things that I had to do in life, meaning be God's daughter, be a wife, be a mom, um, go out into the world and perform a job, still thinking about me being separated from the world yet functioning in the world. And then I would have this other side of me that would wake up in the wee hours of the morning, have a 20-minute quiet time, try to meet people, share people who this new person was, um, go about my work day, come home, still performing all these different roles in life that I had that I loved, but I still somehow had them, the lines blurred that I was doing the things that I was supposed to do, but what was in my mind and in my heart weren't connecting. Then one day I came across this scripture, and I don't know at what point in my Christian walk this was. I know it was probably a good two or three years in where I I literally felt like this. Every Sunday coming into communion, I was just like, man, God, I don't know. Like, this is hard. But there's a scripture, Acts 17, 28, and it talks about how we live and move and have our being in him. At that point, I realized my my mommying, my wifing, my jobbing, my everything was sanctified with God. Every little thing that I was doing had God's stamp of approval on it. And it wasn't meant to have the lines blurred. The lines weren't supposed to be blurred. They were supposed to sync together. And this is how I was supposed to function in every little role and responsibility that I had. And that I was supposed to be enjoying every role and responsibility I had because of the joy and the sacrifice we have in Jesus. Um. So that was that was really great for me. It made me realize even in fellowship, we need to be talking about how how are you coming into communion? How are you feeling? How light and free are you feeling? And are you really understanding what this time is meant to be? This time is meant to be a celebration and a reminder of the sacrifice. I love the story about Schindler's List. It's amazing to me how love always triumphs over hate. And so that's why even in our small numbers in our Christianity, it seems like we're outnumbered. 
but the love that we have the potential to spread amongst each other and out into the world, there's no way that hate can prevail. God's mission is always going to win. And so this is an amazing time for us to be in celebration with each other and rejoicing that Jesus died on the cross. We shouldn't have feelings of guilt or misery because we couldn't measure up. We're never going to measure up to Jesus. That's why we hold Jesus and we remember what he looked like on the cross because we will never hold up to that, but we can hold each other's um, arms up until we get to that place. Communion on Sundays have become a celebration in my heart. Thank you, babe. I feel like David makes David makes spirituality so easy for me. He leads me and he guides me, but he never wants my focus to be on him. He always makes my focus about Jesus. I appreciate that. And I don't just really want to thank God for really realizing that. His son had to die in order for us to be saved. I'm telling you, if you don't know if you're saved at this moment, get saved. Talk to us, you guys. Um, Be a part of our family. We welcome you. We love you. I'm emotional because I'm looking at Ben. I remember when Ben came to our house for a Bible talk, and this man was so authentic and so real. I thought, there's no way he's not going to be successful as a Christian. So, Ben, you encourage me, and you are what it's all about. Amen. Amen. Um, If you fully understand what Jesus' death on the cross did for you, and not just for you, but for those who may come after you, it should drop us to our knees. It should drop us to our knees in praise of our Father in heaven. This is what communion is all about. Let's pray. Father God, we do thank you so much. Father, we are so unworthy. God, we don't deserve. And as easy it is to, to say that, uh, God, once we really take a look at that, um, God, how much more should we appreciate you? How much more should we appreciate Jesus willing to die on the cross, knowing that not all of us won't follow? But God, I'm so grateful for those who have decided to turn their lives over to you. God, so grateful for those who reached out to me and every single person in this room. Uh, Father, we know that without your hands moving us, guiding us, without your spirit, Father, we will be nothing. So God, thank you so much for your love, your unconditional love. God, your grace, your sacrifice, your mercy. Father, I pray that we remember Jesus not only on on Sundays that we remember his death, but we remember it every single day. God, we love you so very much. Please move our hearts. We pray this in Christ's name. Amen.